I'm back with a brand new series called Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits. Check out Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits on Lifetime every Thursday night. Check your local listings. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Teresa Caputo. You might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. My job is to help spirit communicate to their loved ones here in the physical world that they are safe and at peace and that there is more to life than this. This podcast gives me the opportunity to share my gift with more people than ever before and to give all of you a better understanding of how I communicate with spirit. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Hey Spirit. You might know my next guest, Jackie. She has a podcast herself called The Bitch Bible. This was such an amazing experience Jackie had. I think I learned over the years that, you know, people might come into a session with reservations, but I always respect that because this is about healing. It's not about anything else. And I love when spirit has me say things, people don't connect right away, and then sure as anything, it comes full circle and it's validated. And the other thing that I loved about Jackie's experience was there were some validations. You know how I talk about how my signs and symbols could have a different meaning for you? Well, this week's episode is a clear validation of that, where spirit will just show me things to get me to say something because I've never experienced before. And the validations were insane. So I hope you all enjoy Jackie's episode this week on Hey Spirit. God bless. Well, it's very nice to meet you. So nice to meet you too. I do consider it an honor and a privilege to do what I do and to share my gift with you. So I want to thank you in advance for trusting me with the souls of your departed loved ones. To me, it's huge. And I don't think people realize when they come into a reading or they have something with me, like how life-changing it really can be. Something interesting happens when someone passes. I, I almost feel like I'm being lectured like by a mom or something right now. Like they were like, oh, I'd say this and this. But like, it's almost like this funny thing happens when someone dies. I feel like, like you could have had a disagreement with someone here in the physical world and never gave it a second thought, right? And you right. go on and then, you know, you talk to them the next day. And you're like, hey, blah, 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 blah. And then, but if you have that and then someone dies, then it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Now you have all these you think of all these scenarios and shenanigans and all this, and you place all these unnecessary burdens. So, A, I find it interesting that I'm saying this in my speech. So this is also my symbol. When spirit does things uniquely like this, mm -hmm. it validates these are things that you might have needed to hear. I will never have spirit go somewhere. If they show me something, I won't say things just to get a wow factor. Absolutely not. None of my business. And sometimes if spirit does bring up something, I don't need to know details. Spirit doesn't mm -hmm. give me details because it doesn't matter. For some reason, I'm sharing this with you. So, and I've never said that to someone. <laughs> it is difficult for me. I'll be honest with you. I would not know that, feel that. 
from you at all. I'm in reading mode right now. Like, this is what happens. Like, I have this ability to leave my own personal thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And it's strictly mm -hmm. of just what spirit makes me feel. Okay, so um, as I'm entering the other side, I do feel that spirit is being protective of you. But, so I don't know if that's them the way, and I say they only because I have no idea who I'm speaking to yet of their way of protecting or how you feel. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter, but I feel spirit is protecting you in this moment. There were actually four souls as soon as I got to the other side. So I wanna start with the mom that is departed. So if your mom is not departed, if I feel a, a relationship like a mom, well then actually three step forward. So um, when I see mom, it could be, if it's not your mom, it could be mother-in-law if you're married, grandmother, aunt, or someone that was even like a mom to you. Mm -hmm. And who passed from the chest? They just labored my breathing, heart, lungs, or breast? Or was there something with the breath to the departure? Um, it's probably my mom. Okay. She's very reserved, very composed. She's all done. She goes, don't I look good? I go, you look gorgeous. So <laughs> validating for you, not wanting you to remember her that way in the end. But there has to be something with the breath because she's making me feel like I could take a deep breath. Okay. Yeah. So it would be heart, lungs, or chest, and or something of the breath. Breath. Okay. I'm going to say this, so I don't know if this is where the protection is. She showed me East Coast, West Coast. That's my symbol for if there was a separation connected to when someone passed. So what that means could be emotional, geographical, communication, if you didn't get to speak to her. But yet I felt you were there. So I don't know where that comes in. So it's kind of a mixed emotion of how she's making me feel. Do you understand that? East Coast, West Coast. And it so doesn't just, have to be geographical. It could just yeah, be... be emotional communication if you didn't get to speak to her that day. The thing that is not typical, that is confusing to me, is the symbols that she showed me typically don't go together. So she's showing me sitting by the bedside, holding the hand, the whispering of the ear, which is my symbol for nothing was left unsaid. Everything that you said to her, she has heard. She showed me my East Coast, West Coast, which just means... Communi it could be communication, geographical, even if you were supposed to go see her and you didn't get to go see her and something happened and she already died. It's just this, how do you connect with the number five? Only because I'm saying things to you that I feel that I can't misinterpret and you might not understand at this time. So I asked okay. her to validate that I interpret it correctly. So she showed me the number five. So when spirit shows me numbers, it stands for the month of May. It could stand for time, like five years, five months, five weeks, or like the fifth of any month. Um, okay, she passed, no, it was in June. Um, I got married in May. Oh, okay, uh, so it, that's the 5th, the, the month of May. I got married in May, yeah. Okay. And five, um, I'm trying to think. Well, well five would be months. the month of May. It would be, it's okay. the month of May. How do you connect with years? Five years? It could have been five years since she passed. How do you connect with the number nine, ninth of a month or the month of September? September, I mean, if you're talking East Coast, West Coast, right after she passed in September, I did move to London. I don't know if that's geographical. Nine is my lucky number. <laughs> oh, which is not common. Okay, look, I ask for left field things. You have a podcast, correct? Yes. So if someone lives their life in the public eye, mm -hmm. okay, I understand that garden. Oh, of course they know this. They're going to know this. They're going to. Jackie, please do not take this as an insult. I take pride on this that I don't know anything about people because it's actually harder for me to read someone if I know them or if I know something about them because then I think, oh, d did I know that? Did I hear that? I don't think people really understand that. So I'm just asking for all these validations because right off the bat, your mom showed me that she wanted to take responsibility for mm -hmm. things that had happened. And then she immediately showed me this separation. So whether it was communication, not speaking, or you didn't get to speak to her. And it doesn't mean that you didn't have a good relationship with your mom. What it's acknowledging right. is that your mom is taking responsibility for things that happened in the end of you. If you were left with, I wish I'd done this. I should have been there. If I knew that my mom was going to die, I never would have done this, or maybe I wouldn't have done that. Do you understand that? Yes. So right off the bat, she's taking responsibility for her part in whatever that separation would, you would feel, separation of you feel shoulda, coulda, woulda, or an only if. 
Fair enough. Right. Not yes. wanting you to be left with that burden and or guilt of feeling that you should have done that. And sometimes spirit has me use a word. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. Do you understand that? Especially a word guilt is any negative emotion that we are left with. Yeah, like the coulda, woulda, shoulda. If I didn't right. do this, then this but wouldn't that, have happened. Yeah. Did she die around the time you moved? Or why do I feel like that has to do with so? Because she says, I want my daughter to know that I would not have wanted her to make any other different choices or decisions if she thought that I was going to die. Right after she passed, I mean, I definitely hightailed it out of here. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. But I, because I, I felt there was a connection to the move with her death, whether it was before or after. And I'm going to say this. She just said to me, she says, my daughter never thought she would be where she is in her life at this moment. So sometimes that is if people, if they're married, if they're going to, if they have children or like if they never thought they were going to be married or they never thought or could picture themselves being a mom saying that how happy your mom is for you. And I feel like your mom wants me to interpret to you that she's so laid back and relaxed on the other side. I don't know what that means. I don't have a meaning for it, but I felt like she made me feel, oh, this is so beautiful. Like I can relax. I can enjoy. Like this is all new. Like I have all these feelings, emotions, and relationships that I'm like, oh my God, I never felt this way before. Am I supposed to really feel this way? Is this the way you're supposed to feel? Like, wait a minute, yeah. should I feel this way? I don't know. I'm waiting now for something to happen because it almost feels too good. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. And I, and I very much so understand what you said. I mean, when my mom was alive, I was in a completely different place uh, in every sense of the word. And I kind of used my um, grief as fuel okay. to change the trajectory of my life. I started working harder. I moved. I made a real commitment to mm -hmm. enhancing my own life to make it better. Do you have children? I'm pregnant. Oh, so know that your mom knows about you becoming a mom and was it kind of unexpected or I, I don't want to say a surprise, but like I am, or you didn't think it was going to happen this quick. I did not think it was going to happen this quick. <laughs> uh, we pulled the goalie, pardon my uh, crude nature, but we pulled the goalie like three times and I got pregnant right off the bat. And I was like, you got to be wow. kidding me. I, thought <laughs> I was like, I thought I had time. <laughs> Right. Okay. So that explains your mom, how your mom made me feel. Do, do, do you understand that? Of like, yeah. I can't believe this is happening. This happened so quick. And oh my God, I only see your face, but I, you don't look pregnant. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> but I don't know if that's um, the right thing to say. <laughs> this is your first child, correct? Yes. Do you know what you're having? I do. Because I, do. I don't, I don't know. She, she keeps saying to me, she goes, you know, I really want her to have a girl. Uh, she, I'm sure but, she does. She always used to say to me, she's like, I hope she one had day me write boy. Two yeah. It's but she boy. wrote down boy <laughs> like four times. When I wrote down jewelry, she wrote, had me write boy. She wrote down boy over here when she was doing the sign. She goes, but I really want her to have a girl. <laughs> I go, I don't know. What, what are you trying to tell me here? So know that your mom will hold the soul of your son before coming here into the physical world. And that she is so proud of you to be able to take all of your fears, your hesitations, if I might say. I wouldn't experience ever use the word hesitation before. That's why I'm like, hesitation? And I almost feel like you keep releasing it to the universe or however you do it. Like if you release it to spirit or have whatever it is, she literally had me sit and I'm doing a meditation and it's almost like I'm taking all of my fears, anything that I'm afraid of or that I'm uncertain about. And I'm just like kind of putting it out to space. So mm -hmm. that's why I said to putting it out to the universe. So whatever it is that you're doing, know that your mom says, I'm proud of you for that. And mm -hmm. she says, because you need to start to feel lighter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably accurate. I mean, I've definitely used podcasting as a form of therapy, oh. but in a very surface, okay. sometimes very surface where I just bitch and complain and make jokes. Mm -hmm. And that is coping for me um, okay. in many ways. And, you know, I think that this pregnancy has probably forced me to be 
a little bit more reflective and mm -hmm. understanding all of those things. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I feel like your mom is making me feel like that your son is a gift from her. Mm -hmm. And she says, I want you to know that moms always know what their children need. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like this pregnancy was so unexpected. Like you might have been, you know, listen, if you have unprotected sex, I, you can't, I mean, you know, I mean, come I on. I was trying. <laughs> I but was I, trying, but I was like, oh, God, I hope this takes a hot beat. Not to sound insensitive, because I understand it. infertility issues beyond. Yes, but she's making me feel like you know, she had me say this earlier. You never thought that this was going to happen so quickly. This is why I'm good at what I do, Jackie, because I have no meaning for this. I have to say how spirit makes me feel, and I need you to place it. And I don't know if it has to do with your grieving process, because your mom mm -hmm. made me feel like you were so close so close were. but but yet i find this this separation because i said to your mom i'm like why are you doing this to me i'm like i don't understand it i feel like you and your daughter are like the same soul like you were like yeah. two peas in a pod but yet she's she keeps showing me east coast west coast which is my symbol for separation so i don't know if it has to do with the grieving process i think it's a little bit of both to be honest me and my mom were to probably too close um spent so much time together mm -hmm. like just really really connected and towards the end she kind of lost her mind and okay. was pushing me and i was trying okay. to get more in okay so that validates you the first thing your mom had me say i want to take responsibility for the separation do you understand that yeah she would definitely try uh, to, to throw me off, you know, not throw mm -hmm. me off, but there was at the end so much, uh, it was just tumultuous and I was mm -hmm. digging in and she was like mm -hmm. pushing me away and it was okay. not the same relationship. So, you know, that your mom says, I want you to know when you have these reflective feelings about that, remember mm -hmm. this moment of me taking responsibility for that. And that's not the way our relationship was. I believe from what your mom just showed me, the reason why you were so close, mm -hmm. like the same soul, was because your mom's soul, not here, but her soul knew that she wasn't gonna be here for a long time here in the physical world. Yeah, I think she gave me everything she couldn't give herself. Because she looked at me and she says, you know, what I had was an illness. She yes. says, but it is so hard to detect or pinpoint the exact illness because she keeps showing me a medication bottle and then she throws it against the wall. So when a soul does that, that's my symbol for that. They either were taking a medication, the mm -hmm. medication wasn't working, she mm -hmm. wasn't taking it properly or wasn't taking it at all, whatever it is, validating again her taking responsibility for her choices do you understand that and it was yes. nothing that you could have done said been a better or different daughter your mom is literally i can't have emotions when i read your mom made me feel this overwhelming emotion of saying she says i want you to always remember that you were the most important thing that i ever did with my life and i want you to know that as you hold your son that it'll be the most important thing that you ever do with your life. And I feel like your mom, she's so playful and she's so like, I, she's so free spirited and playful and, but yet she's serious. Like she wants me to be serious, but yet she wants me to be playful. So I don't know if that was her personality. Yeah, I mean, part of the pro the struggle and why I've had such a uh, difficult time even discussing it with anybody publicly or privately is because my mom was so funny and so mm -hmm. everyone loved her. She was the best, mm -hmm. yeah. but towards the end, it's a pendulum swung and I hate that. I would hate to immortalize that. I hate that to be the legacy because it's just so not her. She literally was, just said to me, don't allow the way that I died to define who I was. Cause she just she says, wasn't. And I feel defensive. The way yeah. that I was in the end was the illness, not me. You know how she shows it to me, Jackie? Is mm -hmm. like, like if she had Alzheimer's, 
Like she always he, said she was getting that. Yeah. Right. But it's like they say and do things that are so out of character. Yeah. So I'm going to say this. Do not let the way that your mom passed define who she was. Do not be afraid to celebrate her. Do not be afraid to honor her because of the way that she died. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you have an extra hour in your day, what do you like to do? Sometimes someone might just take a nap, meet up with a friend for a cup of coffee. I think a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, right? The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you see it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy has helped me in so many ways. It helped me with positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. And lately, therapy has really helped me with my time management. I'm a grandma now. It's a lot, working and being a grandma. And especially lately, therapy has really helped me find time to manage my insane schedule. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Hey Spirit. Do you live in California mm-hmm. or on the West Coast? Because mm-hmm. she keeps showing me hummingbirds. Now, I don't, we don't have hummingbirds here in New York. So she kept showing me hummingbirds. She goes, no, no, hummingbirds, hummingbirds. I'm like, okay. I'm like, she must live on the West Coast. So do you I see do. hummingbirds? Do you have a, okay. You should know this, Teresa. I have a bird phobia. So... <laughs> I have a wild, wild bird phobia. My mother is very privy to that bird phobia. It makes perfect sense why she would be a a freaking hummingbird. (laughs) I have disco balls all around my property to deter birds. I hate them. I wish they would extinct. I know that's terrible to say. I hate birds. (laughs) I've been to hypnosis therapy for birds. I hate them. So when I see one, I twitch a little bit. Yeah. But do you see so, the hummingbird? I do see hummingbirds. I have every okay. type of bird possible in my backyard. I live in a zoo. But you do everything to deter it. So why don't we just embrace yes. the birds and then maybe they'll go away. Okay. <laughs> but hummingbirds isn't something common for me. Red cardinals. Yes, people commonly connect with red cardinals. I don't connect with red cardinals. I don't connect with birds with my loved ones. So know that when you see the hummingbirds, because I feel like it's something peaceful. She made me feel like it's very peaceful when I watch them. I don't know. I've never watched a hummingbird before. So know that that is a sign from your mom that she is with you at that exact moment. It's not that she is the hummingbird. It's her soul getting you to notice something. And I'm going to also say she keeps showing me white butterflies and white feathers. So if you find feathers in odd places, like, wait, this is weird. Why is this feather here? Or what's this? I don't care if you're walking and you all of a sudden look down. It's your mom's soul getting you to notice it at that exact moment. Know that that is her soul and that she is with you at that exact moment. Validating that she hasn't left you. That soul bond can never and will never be broken. 
Are you doing the nursery now? Mm-hmm. Because she just said, now, I feel like your mom is like now my best friend. She's like, Teresa, you got to come see the nursery. I'm like, what? You got the nursery set up? First of all, I'm having a conversation with her right now. I'm like, she doesn't even look pregnant with you. She goes, oh, no. She goes, you don't understand. She's got to have everything in order. Everything's got to be right. Everything's got to be set. So know that your mom is a part of the setting up of the nursery. I all morning before I was doing this, I started making my mood board for the nursery. Oh yeah. my God. Crazy. Validating that your mom's soul is with you. So know that your mom's soul is at peace and more importantly that she is with you and that she hasn't left you. I'm going to tell you something even crazier, Teresa. I don't know if this is against protocol because I should probably just let you do your job, but I'm going to blow your mind right now. I, did not know this, but when I put an offer on this house that I'm mm-hmm. currently renovating and living in, this is the house. Uh, my mother lived in this house. Yep. I was just going to say, don't even tell me that. I just looked at your mom. I go, don't even tell me that this is your house. Mm-hmm. And she goes, yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. before that, she was telling me all about your husband. Oh, she loves him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, this is the hard part about my job. Like, she's literally having a conversation with me. I'm like, just show me the sign of the symbol. She's like, no, I'm going to tell you. Like, I literally hear her. She's like, my son-in-law, he loves her the way that she needs to be loved, honored, and respected. She says, can you please thank him for me? Tell my daughter that I want to thank him. Because when I died, he said to me in prayer that he would take care of her little girl. And make sure that she'd be okay and that he there, he just walked her. up. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, he just went in I he just went to that door and blew me a kiss because he's leaving. That's so funny. My mom was obsessed it's with my not, husband. She's okay. like, he's perfect. I'll save him in a burning building. She was like, well, he's my son. Yeah. Okay. We've been doing this podcast for a half hour, correct? Mm-hmm. I don't find it odd that your mom started telling me about it, but had you paused to tell me a little bit about the house? And she's like, oh, she goes, that that house? She's like, that was my daughter's nursery. That was her room. Like, I feel like everything, like your mom's reliving her life through your eyes, verbatim. Yeah, it's crazy. And oh, she also told me that you also can't believe that you got the house. So was there like a bidding war or, because she goes, I also got them that house too, you know? Well, you know, what's funny about that because people say this all the time and I get so mad. They're like, your mom brought that house to you. And I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. I paid for this house. I had to pay severely over asking. I had to bleed dry financially and emotionally to acquire this house. That bitch did not give me a dime. (laughs) She did not give me this house. I would have been able to buy it off market like I wanted to and not get in a bidding war, but it took like a year. It was, it was a grind to get this house. Yeah. Cause there was a point where you didn't think you were going to get it because of what was going on. Like, I almost feel like in your heart of hearts, you knew that you were going to get it, but then the things that were happening, you were like, no, there's no way I'm going to get this house. That's what she takes responsibility for. Is there something about a rose bush or something that your mom planted at the house? Why do I feel like that there's something that your mom planted or something that your mom did at the house that even after all these years is still there? All of uh, her childhood Christmas trees are here. They're all huge. So they, yeah, they planted them in my driveway and now they're massive. Um, So they're all still here. I asked your mom to validate it and that's what she showed me. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to get planting Christmas trees. So she showed me the rose bush, which is just my symbol for someone either planted something or they still have their loved ones plants or bushes or trees from their home. Yeah, it's all still here. <laughs> now, is there something, though, did you take down a wall or put, I, she keeps showing me walls up and down. So I don't know if the previous owner took out walls and then you put up walls or vice versa. We are currently renovating our kitchen, oh. so I haven't taken walls down, but I am doing quite a renovation okay. right now. 
So, but can I just ask you, because I, I never saw this before, walls up and down and vice versa. So it has to be something where either the previous owner put up walls or took down walls and you're putting some walls back. Like I felt like you're restoring it to the way that it was, but with a modern flair. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I mean, I'm redoing the nursery, which was her bedroom, which oh. is kind of a Okay. Well, she made me one. feel like it was your bedroom. Do you understand that? Like the same bedroom, like it was still like a nursery, like a childhood home, like a child's yeah. room. Perfect. Yeah. Who built that house? Because I feel like that there's something, okay, I don't know what this is. You ever watch those HGTV shows where they renovate these homes? They're showing me this thing where you knock down a wall and then you find something that someone put in there. But I feel like it was something from like your mom's childhood or like your mom's, like something from your mom. But I feel like it was like from decades ago. Like it just wasn't, you know. I mean, my grandparents were the first owners of this house. So okay. there were the very first owners, they built this house. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you're going to find something in there from your grandparents in this house, whether okay. it be like if you take up a board and there's like a newspaper in there, I don't care what it is, or like there's something with a year like written on a board or, you know, like a can, or like a beer can. I, I just, I feel like that you're going to find something and I see you like redoing it and like keeping it in the home. So, uh, like, hypothetically, if you find, like, a piece of wood and it says, the home of blah, 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 1918, and then, like, you take that and you, like, refinish it, and now it's, like, a picture or something. I Like, that's how she's making me feel. Interesting. So, yeah. I mean, that's high possibility right now. <laughs> Everything's yeah. Or, the, or it's, it has to do something with a piece of wood or something, and I see you, like, taking it and finding like either just knowing like there's a connection to it and then like somehow incorporating it into the decor of your home that's all I do have a framed photo of her when she was like trying to be a bikini model at some oh. point in her life in the backyard <laughs> and I have it framed in okay. my bathroom and I did not know but when I moved into the house and I was unpacking and I picked up the picture and I that, looked that right outside my window it was the wall. She was she was sitting in front of the wall. Oh. That's the wall right there. You know, like I put it together. I was like, holy shit, this is my mom in a bikini in my backyard. Yeah. Like, you can't make this up. I asked your mom. I was like, this is crazy between the house. Now she's talking about this picture. And she says, it's all so she understands that I am finally okay. Mm -hmm. And that... I do not want her to remember me the way that I was in the end. Yeah, I really don't. I focus on it. I really do when I think of her. I think of her. Now, can I ask you this, Jackie? Do you not speak to someone in your family or? Yes. I asked her to validate that I interpreted everything correctly. I feel like you know that she knows this, but she goes, I understand the separations in the family and I support my daughter's decisions. Yes. It was kind of ongoing. I mean, uh, yeah, I have no problem talking about it, but after my mom passed, the, it, revisionist history is a very funny thing. And I don't really mm -hmm. know what I did as a victim <laughs> of, of this tragedy my family did, my, in, my immediate family, but mm -hmm. there was definitely some weird aftershock dynamics of, of people just kind of fully ostracizing us, which is on them and their loss, quite frankly. <laughs> a thousand percent. So know that your mom, look, it's just also validating that she knows what's going on. She just said to me, she goes, and tell my daughter she's gonna be the most amazing mom. She says, being a parent is, I can't believe she's saying this. She goes, is really not that difficult. She says, when you just listen to your heart. Mm -hmm. And like she that. says, and that's, she says, and that's, what I did with my daughter. She says, we just lived every day. Even when she was a child, it was just like, okay, what are we going to do now? Like fun and carefree. And yeah. so she says, as long as you do everything with your heart, parenting is not hard. I like that. I need that. <laughs> did you just have a sonogram? I did. I had an ultrasound. Okay. I've had this before, but not in this context. So she's showing me, she says, I want my daughter to know 
that everything is okay and I was there for the visit. And I said, okay. Mm -hmm. So she showed me the sonogram, but I almost feel like I could see like angel wings in the sonogram. Or I could see something that I'm like, oh, that is weird. I am a moron and I did not go to my 12-week uh, ultrasound. I like kind of forgot about it. <laughs> I was in the Bahamas, like living my best life. I'm like, oh, a s ultrasound? Nobody told me I was supposed to go to the ultrasound. How pregnant are you, by the way? So like you're only like a couple of months? No, I'm five months. <laughs> oh, excuse me, miss the number five. Oh, so oh. I'm five months, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, now we're clicking. Now we're working with a full deck, Teresa. I'm back. <laughs> The pregnancy brain is coming. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on that. Yeah. I'm yes. going to use that card again. I use the menopause card all the time. You can use the pregnancy card. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Yes. I'm five months pregnant. Okay. Uh, I did not go to my first ultrasound because I, I just forgot about okay. it. I didn't know. That's fine. And then I went probably three weeks ago and I was okay. very nervous because I was like, okay. oh God. I don't know. Like, I didn't feel pregnant for a very long time. Okay. So your mom validating everything is fine. And I feel like you're going to be able to see her in something. So I don't know if it's going to be through the baby monitor, like you're going to see blurbs or orbs, if you're going to see any distortion. Spirit has a very unique way of showing up or us being able to see it. You ever take pictures and you see like blurbs or orbs? And it's like, yes. what is this? And then you'll even move the picture and you'll see the orb in different, like, move. That's, that's spirit. That's their soul. So know that that's her. And okay. I'm specifically showing me a sonogram picture and I can see angel wings. So sometimes you might be able to make something out of something in the sonogram picture. Go back to it. See if you see something in it. Maybe it's something that might be coming up. You're going to start to see... And I feel like it's going to be different after this mm -hmm. experience. You're going to feel these symbols and receive these signs a little bit differently. There is a part of me that I feel like you feel a little bit, okay, all right. It still sucks that my mom died and I'm yeah. still really angry and mad. Mm -hmm. Yes. That she died. But I feel a little bit better knowing that she's okay. Does that make sense? I was pissed. And then sometimes yeah. I, get, I feel guilty because I think my life has really done a 180 since, mm -hmm. you know, I wish she could have seen me do so many more things. I was such a loser when she died. No, <laughs> no I mean, I'm joking, but not in her eyes, but in my own eyes, like my life has just changed so significantly. Your mom said that this is one of the hardest parts of what I have to do because I know it's not the same, but your yeah. mom validated every blessing that you have in your life right now. Yeah. And I feel bad about that sometimes. I feel like maybe my life is this way because at her expense or I, I don't know. You Listen, know what I mean? Nobody has all the answers. Mm -hmm. She also just showed me, do you have a friend that died or your husband? My husband, his father died right after um, she died. Okay. Okay, so know that the souls are together. And did he not get to say goodbye to him? Not really. Uh, it happened okay. very quickly. It, he had Just, a pneumonia type of a thing. Is this the chest? Because I got the laboring and the breathing again, and then I literally felt like I was drowning. <clears throat> yes. Your mom is bringing forward your father-in-law mm -hmm. and validating that nothing was left unsaid and that he heard everything that your husband said to him. And he was also funny too. He goes, listen, he goes, Teresa, tell them they don't have to name the baby after me. It's fine. Oh, good. Because we've been worried about that because the middle, this is very funny because we've gone back and forth for our name and I, mm -hmm. his name was James and I want to save it for our okay. next kid because I think it's a really strong name, but I feel bad not using it right off the jump. So that's, that's, I can't wait to tell my husband that. Cause I'm so, like, you gotta save it. It's a safe name. <laughs> but I love how we nonchalantly said, I'll tell him they don't have to name the child after me. <laughs> Good. He's not getting first name real estate. He's getting the middle name at the second one. Oh.
Yeah. <laughs> but this is what I love. Also, when spirit brings things up like this, it's never to tell us what we should or shouldn't do with our, these are our free will choices. When right. spirit brings things up, it's just validating that they know what we're discussing, what we're thinking about, what we're doing. Now, was your father-in-law into construction? Because he's talking about the granite in your kitchen or the marble that you're going to pick. Well, he was not. He was in music, but he did. I do bring it up very often. He was very handy, and his son okay. is not very handy. And I often reference the fact that he, like, built cabinets and shit, and my husband can't hang a photograph. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. I'm going to say granite, marble, whatever it is. He made me feel like he wants you to know that that was the better choice. So oh, I don't know, good. like if you're, marble. if you're, a, oh, perfect. Cause I first said Ben, then I said marble, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so know that he is a part of it. He made me feel like that his son doesn't really talk about, he might not talk about me, but mm -hmm. he thinks of me every day. So yeah. let him know that his dad hears him. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like I, he just showed me him like having his private moments of him Say like driving in the car and like pulling over and then just having like a breakdown by himself, validating that his dad is with him at that yeah. exact moment. He did have a breakdown on the side of the road driving. Yeah. So that, that is very accurate, Teresa. <laughs> so validating that his dad's soul was with him at that moment. Okay. Who had the issue with their legs prior to their departure? So when a soul, only because him and your mom stand together, the message can come from both of them or they're just not separating. So when my legs feel numb and then they start jumping up and down, it's validating that they can move freely here in the physical world. Well, I'm going to add, can I ask you this about your father-in-law? Did he just literally just die like that? Your mom goes like this to me. She goes, he just dropped dead, Teresa. He just died. Just died. And I go, well, what do you mean? She goes, no, he just dropped dead. It but was that, that sounds like crazy. It, it was. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like it was this big whirlwind. Because I said, I'll go, it's really hard for your son to talk about you. And he goes, he goes, my son can't even fathom the fact that I honestly died. Because it was almost like everything happened so quickly. He didn't have time to process what he was didn't. happening. I almost feel like the same thing with you with your mom. Your mom's making me feel like it was different, though, with her. It was. But like with your father-in-law, it was like, I don't even, I can't even grasp the fact that my father couldn't be here or that my father would be sick or that this could happen. And it just went from here to here in a matter of seconds. It was like a flu pneumonia that went into his lungs mm -hmm. and then went septic. And, and he was, yeah, it was the craziest thing. I didn't think any mm -hmm. much of it, to be totally honest, which I mm -hmm. feel guilty about. I was like, mm -mm. he's got the flu, you know, like... I, and then it escalated so quickly and he, mm -hmm. my husband got in the car, drove to Arizona and, and he was on a, you know, machine. It was awful. Did your husband sit there for like three days or like, I, I just see your husband sitting there for like days and days. 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 And, and I feel like that your father-in-law is like, he just didn't know what to do. And he was, I see him pacing in the hallway. He's asking the doctors and, and everyone's, and he just didn't know what to do. And he literally would sit by my bedside and just have his head and be like, dad, I don't know what to do. I don't know yes. what to do. And then he showed me the light switch. So no, that's my symbol for that. Please let your husband know that every choice and decision that your husband had to make, I don't care if it was actually removing him from life support. It could be down to medication, changing a doctor, leaving him in that facility. Your father-in-law showed me that there were no other choices or decisions, that okay. he made all of the right choices and decisions, even if they did something else. I feel like that your father-in-law, because he keeps having me do this body scan, did they find out that there were more things wrong with him after that? Or that there was something else wrong? Because he made me feel like that he never would have sacrificed quality of life over quantity of life. Yeah, I think um, afterwards there was talks of like malpractice, misdiagnosis. Mm -hmm. um, it was mishandled, the whole situation, yeah. pretty pretty poorly. And I kind of encouraged my husband and my sister-in-law not to, to pursue yeah. that legal because I just, I, I didn't, he had me do this body scan and he showed me red spots, which is my symbol for other illnesses or other things going on. So I do feel like that, yeah, we could say malpractice or this or that, but he made me feel like there were other things that were going on 
-hmm. It just wasn't this cold or pneumonia or flu. Like, I feel like that there really wasn't anything that could have stopped that from happening. Right. He keeps showing me these red spots. So red, red spots are things that aren't curable. Okay. So it wouldn't have been like, oh, I could have given you this antibiotic and you would have been fine. Like, it's not like you had strep throat and it went untreated and then you died from strep throat. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So whatever it was, it would not, unfortunately, have changed the outcome. It would have just been quality over quantity of life. And he says he never would have traded quality for quantity. Yeah, I get that. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Is your grandfather departed? Who's the father Mm -hmm. figure for you on the other side? My grandfather. Is your grandmother still here in the physical world? Mm-hmm. He took red roses and handed them here in the physical world. So that's my symbol for sending them to you, but also then to his spouse. So know that okay. it's just his way of sending love. So also my meaning for red roses is anniversary, either of someone's wedding or of someone's departure. So, uh, or it could just okay. be him just sending his love. So know that he's sending his love to your grandmother. Now, who else was going to move? Did somebody move? My dad, my dad moved um, to the beach. Wait, your mom goes, that's another episode. Oh, yeah. She, she really wanted a beach house. She really wanted a beach house with my dad. And then he, he just moved to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, that, she literally goes, that's another episode. That's it's a good one. My parents were very another thing. My parents were very happy and very in love, which is, you know, I think it gets misconstrued because it's mm-hmm. more salacious yeah. to, to think that there was trouble in paradise. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. yeah. my parents were like obsessed with each other yeah. and she always wanted a beach house. And my dad like moved to the beach pretty recently and has a real hilarious. Nice so she's probably not like thrilled about that. <laughs> Here we are with this wood thing again. All right, so there's got to be something. So now she just showed me a piece of wood with, like, her name in it. So I don't know if your dad did something in memory of her or carved her name in a piece of wood or was thinking about doing I don't care if he just wrote her name in the sand or wrote something. I feel like she is, like, I really feel like she is supporting his decisions. Like, I feel like she sees things so differently from the other side. I feel like your mom had this love of life, mm-hmm. but life just got in the way. Yes. I don't know what that means. I looked at her and I said, oh, that's interesting. She says, yeah, she goes, I loved everything in my life, but just life got in the way. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That tracks 100%. Now, I just looked over at her. She has on these jeans. Mm. they're low, mm-hmm. low, and mm-hmm. she's wearing this, like, real funky belt. Like, she's got, oh. like, a, this cool belt on, but I think it was for me to notice the jeans, and I'm like, look at you. She's like, yeah, I still got it. <laughs> she used to wear, like, really, really low rise. They're, like, below her belly button. She had a real hot body, and she would walk around in the low rise denim and it killed me. I was like, bitch, you gotta get like normal age appropriate pants. But here she is. I'm just going to say this to you. Your mom, as we were talking about the low rise jeans, 
and I don't know how you can interpret this. She shows me you sitting by her bedside. Okay. Now, this means two things. This can mean either this actually happened or this is something on how your mom feels. So it would be no matter what you said to her. I can feel, literally, I felt her hold my hand and I can hear you saying goodbye to her. I can feel your tears on my face. Mm -hmm. So know that your mom says, I am so sorry for leaving you. But I want you to know that I heard everything. I understand you. I hear you. But always remember, you are the most important thing that I ever did with my life. And I will always be proud of you and proud that you're my daughter. That's sweet. Thank you. And I can feel you holding her. So I don't know if you visualize that or that's something you wished you were able to do or wanted to do. Yeah, I think probably something I wish I could have done. She was a re- she's really touchy feely, mm-hmm. my mother, and always would make me like get in the bed with her, even like as mm-hmm. a full adult, and like wrap her legs around me and grab my butt and like you know she was just like really wanted to just snuggle you know all the time and I was like ugh. God, you're so weird. (laughs) I have to say this. I understand the depths of the soul of your mom on how she knows why she was like that. It was, she says, I would not have wanted to have lived to have been 90 Mm -hmm. and not to have the relationship that I had with my daughter because there are not many people that are like that. There are not many people that have that relationship and their bond with their parents. And it was that most likely was also the reason why you were so inseparable. But I love how how she made me feel that closeness, that snuggly feeling and wanting you to know that that's how she feels. She doesn't want you to feel that you did not get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So even if we visualize it, it's almost like our souls having that experience. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Totally. And I, I, it's nice to even reflect on those moments because sometimes I forget or block it out Mm -hmm. because it, maybe it hurts or maybe it, it's sad, you know? Of course. But what I love is that your mom just reminded you that not everyone has that. Uh, That's true. I can guarantee you, Jackie, that this is what I love also about the podcast because people are able to listen to messages Mm -hmm. and to be able to kind of visualize for their own healing and grieving purposes. And I'm sure there are going to be plenty of people saying, I wish I had that with my mom. My mom died and I didn't have that relationship. And then other people might say, you know what? My mom's still here in the physical world. I'm just going to hug my mom a little bit more. I'm going to hug her a little bit tighter. Like there's so many things that people take away from someone else's experience. And I also love that you have left so many people with so many beautiful memories and moments of your mom. So if people didn't know who you, who you are or your podcast and might listen and be like, Oh my God. Oh, like listening to it and remembering like, Oh my God, her mom was so funny or just like picturing your mom in like low rise jeans. And, and I love (laughs) what you were able to relate to people today and to leave people with such a beautiful, fun, carefree memory of your mom, of, of who she really was, who her soul is. And I think that's something truly special and remarkable especially because of the way that she struggled. And I think a lot of people here in the physical world, especially now, I understand that. Very open about it. My daughter struggles. I have in the past, it's something very, very hard. It's something in my family. And it's something very hard to overcome. And people don't understand it. Yes, they seem happy. They seem complete. And they seem this. And then they die. Yeah. I think it's shocking and it makes people it question everything. And I think mm-hmm. that it's, it can be very surface and salacious, but when you really like understand the dimensions of a human being mm-hmm. and a human experience and mental health mm-hmm. issues, it's not like you can't just put like a label on it. Nope, yeah. You can't. Yeah. 
I mean, my joke is that I was hugged too much as a child. Like, you know, like I got too much, too many strokes, mm-hmm. too many, co- you know, I was loved a little bit too much, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> by her specifically. I was like, you got to calm down. I'm like, now I'm arguing against myself because this doesn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? I need to like instill self-deprecation. You never know. That love that you felt was overwhelming or too much will last you a lifetime. It will. Yeah, it really will. Not everyone has that. I know. One other thing, your mom had me write down, you're doing something with bunnies or something, or you're not using bunnies? Or what's with the bunnies? Oh, Bunny. Bunny was our our dog. Oh, she had me write <laughs> That was like the love of her life. Bunny, the dog. Yeah. Shoots you. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be a reading if we didn't bring up Bunny. <laughs> it wouldn't be. She really loved Bunny. <laughs> Amazing. But literally, I'm like, I'm not talking about, I'm like, well, they got to decorate the room. She's like, just just tell her. She literally had me write Bunny. Bunny. Yeah. That's so funny. Bunnylicious. That Hilarious. was her. Uh, Bunnylicious. There you yeah. go. Uh, I can literally feel how you feel a little bit lighter. I mean, it doesn't take away the pain and the sorrow and the grief. It doesn't make it easy. When you were talking about how you were loved and hugged too much, and she said to me, she'll understand when she holds her son for the first time. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like every time you hug him, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I feel like my mom. I I feel like it's going to be one of those. But look for all those little odd, weird things that know that it's not a coincidence. Know that it is your mom's soul. And I hope the messages that you heard today will help you in the healing process and to be a little bit more open. I believe, Jackie, that we will grieve the loss of our loved ones for the rest of our lives here in the physical world, but Mm -hmm. the healing process is something completely different. Yeah. And that is my wish for you today. Thank you so much, Teresa. This was so awesome. My name is Jackie Schimmel. I am from Los Angeles. I was very much so looking forward to hearing from my mom who passed, um, also my father-in-law who passed within kind of the same time frame, and they both came through, which was wild. I feel happy, actually. I feel like I've had some type of closure and, and understanding, and I now, you know, I'm on board. I fully, I'm a believer. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> The things that Teresa said during our interview that really blew my mind was a, I mean, I know this sounds really, really uh, specific and niche, but when she referenced my mother's low rise denim, that is (laughs) really, really funny and very, very accurate and kind of like a joke that we had. So like, I I don't know that you could say that to 99.9% of people. And also when my father-in-law came through and talked about my husband uh, being in the car and having like a bit of a breakdown in the car on the side of the road, that did happen uh, shortly after my father-in-law passed and is such a specific incident. I don't know that anybody even knows about that besides me and now, you know, all the listeners, my husband's going to love that, Mr. Privacy, but um, <laughs> we, we won't tell him. That blew my mind. Yeah, when Teresa referenced the number five at the beginning of the reading, I was really like pulling. I'm like, five, you know, I, w- I was trying to think of any significance. And then I realized I was five months pregnant because I'm just a little bit slow, evidently. And that didn't, that didn't ring. But I'm like, oh, duh, I'm five months pregnant. What is wrong with you? And I literally have been saying that all week. I'm like, I'm five months pregnant. It was a really lovely experience. It was like a warm experience given the circumstances. And uh, yeah, I immediately called my husband. I was like, oh my God. I think my biggest takeaway from the experience is that, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to experience your, your traumas alone. And there are other ways to find closure and it's okay to talk about, and you're not defined by other, uh, you know, people's passing and, and the semantics behind it. And it's important to kind of focus on, you know, happy memories and that, you know, 
I, I felt actually grateful afterwards because I'm like, oh my God, you know, talking about Teresa's line, quality over quantity, I, I think that I had, you know, significant quality of life with my deceased relatives, uh, maybe over quantity, and that's okay too. I found solace, shall we say, in my father-in-law being okay with us not using his name for my for my child <laughs> because we're not using it. We're saving it. And it's been a conversation. I'm like, you know what? We got to save that one. We got to save it. I would say to anyone that doesn't believe in what Teresa does that I was probably in the same boat to a degree at a certain point in life. And I think that it's severely limiting yourself to a really like great healing experience by not believing in it. The experience was wonderful. And I think that Teresa is such a light and such a gift. And I really like am very, very humbled and grateful that I even am in the opportunity to have to experience her gift and for her to share it with me. And uh, it, it was really, really amazing. Thank you so much. Hey guys, if you're loving Hey Spirit and my new series on Lifetime, Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits, you might love my live show, Teresa Caputo Live. Check out my website at TeresaCaputo.com for tickets and to see if I'm in a city near you.